The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Right, right now. And that's it. The buzzer sounds on a Celtic sweep. This is a very dicey subject, folks. I know so many people wanted to see us fail. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And everybody's laying into Ben Simmons. We just don't know what's happening. Earlier on the show, Cincinnati cornerback Sauce Gardner. Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton. Coming up, co-host of Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt. Plus, Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. As soon as I am done from here, I'm on the first thing smoking to Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, indeed. I'm heading out. And actually, uh, later on today... Um, you will see me on the uh, NFL Network set that has been, I have been told, uh, built into the fountains at the Bellagio Hotel. Like uh, we're in Ocean's Eleven. And um, I, I was told that the, the, the stage is set in that lake and that the fountains are still going to go. They got pictures. And I was told that if it gets windy at any point in time, I can get some sort of Ocean's Eleven spray. From the uh, from the fountains. Wow. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll be sending out pictures That's later on today. Cool, man. Um, and then there's Daniel Jeremiah. So I'm going to be doing, as they say, a hit on television tonight. We'll be doing uh, a, a Welcome to Vegas um, <laughs> segment. And then tomorrow night, the Daniel Jeremiah mock draft show at 8 Eastern time, 5 o'clock there in Vegas. If you're strolling by the Bellagio Fountains on Las Vegas Boulevard, come, uh, come, uh, come along and say hi. Um, and then uh, we'll see if you can be our grease man to break into Terry Benedict's vault. <laughs> How many Vegas references can I make? Like, I'm literally thinking about writing down. You have to. Because I've got three days and seven rounds of picks. Now, um, are you going to make like the original Ocean's Eleven references, or are you going to keep it to the... Clooney, Brad Pitt. Uh, dude, I know you. I'm an old school guy, but I mean, how many Joey Bishop references, <laughs> you know, will go over properly? I, I just went over your head with that one, didn't I? Rich, Norman I Fell. I sit I here every day and you make references that I don't get and that our audience doesn't because I just want but you it's to. Just, it's, it's, I'm just encouraging it's just for me. you to be a little more current. That's sometimes all. it's just for me. Okay. I'll be very honest with you. Uh, but you already understood that. I know. <laughs> uh, this man's going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada because he's announcing the Buffalo Bills third round pick. And uh, he's uh, a delight whenever he comes on this program from Good Morning Football on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is our friend Kyle Bryant. How you been, Kyle? 
I'm good, Rich. How do the hamstrings feel, my friend? Oh, they're barking. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are barking. They are. They they let me know they're still there. Oh my God! I was thinking about you with your run, and I was thinking, however impossible it may be, I wish somehow we could get a stopwatch on you to run forty yards. When on one night, maybe Friday night, yes. uh, the name is called of San Diego State punter Matt Ariza, oh, and I... you do a John Ross four two three forty running clear across the water out of excitement. That's what we did. <laughs> well, um, I'll already be warmed up in case anybody takes Sauce Gardner before the Jets to in- intercept <laughs> the card from being read at the podium. You know, I just spoke um, to him in the I, breaking news. I saw just now that Andrew Siciliano on the NFL Network. Asked Sauce Gardner what his favorite sauce is. Yes, we did too. We asked oh, him that did. two hours ago. We said uh, it's any sauce, is what he said. So he mentioned he some. Like them all. He says it barbecue sauce, and then I went through many sauces and then showed my age plus potentially my Judaism when I asked him about apple being a sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped him dead in his tracks. He was that. like, yeah, yeah, I had that growing yeah. up. I'm sure. fascinated where he comes out on, on one of the more polarizing sauces with character concerns like hollandaise. Uh, it, it's not, oh, that's a red flag. It's sort of a, a system sauce, if you ask me. But I would, <laughs> I'd have to know what he thinks. Cocktail? Cocktail that, would be, that would be his only red flag. That would be his sorry. only sorry. red flag. Hollandaise has been said. God bless you, Kyle. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, story of the draft going in based on uh, your, your sitting at the breakfast table and hearing pretty much every narrative from uh, soup to nuts is what? What do you got? Mystery and chaos. I'm really excited for this draft, Rich. And I'm most excited, I think, for Friday morning. Okay. Because people are going to be so mad and so flummoxed because this is this great part of the draft process where the general fan that we love and respect, uh, they're just convinced and they, they think that the mock drafts are right. <laughs> they think that they're going to be accurate. And mock drafts are a fun exercise. They're an exploration of what could happen. But when someone's favorite team uh, doesn't take Malik Willis because you know, Lance Zerline said they would and the fan loses their mind, yes. That's the way it works. And I was just looking. I was doing a mock roundup. Yes. Even if you just look at the mocks in the NFL media group, of which there are about eight, this draft is crazy. Because normally, you know, you have the first three or four picks. You kind of know they're coming or they're leaked. And you're kind of thinking as a fan, let's get to the crazy picks. Let's get to the drunk picks. They're all drunk. <laughs> all 32. Nine different players mocked into the top five. We have uh, Kenny Pickett going to the Lions at 2. We have Kenny Pickett going to the Lions at 32. Uh, Schrager has Matt Corral going in the first round. Charles Davis has Desmond Ritter. Peter King has Malik Willis falling out of the first round. And both Cynthia Freeland and Bucky Brooks have zero quarterbacks in the first round. It's already uh, three Irish car bombs deep at the bar. <laughs> and <laughs> so March must have been a major jello shot then, you know, oh because God, th- yeah. this whole thing's been drunk ever since Brady said he was unretiring two days before free agency. This whole thing has been off its axis. Yes. And, and you remember, you know, it's, I'm just talking about the picks. Let's not forget if you're out having a bender with your friends and you're just having beers or whatever, and someone has this terrible idea of let's do some mind erasers, guys. The mind erasers in this sense are in the middle of the draft. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, Debo Samuel was just traded. And breaking news, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was traded and Baker Mayfield was traded. Those aren't even the picks. Those are the mind erasers that you drink from bottom up with a straw and then you pass out in a gutter. And that's not even the main course of the 32 picks. 
I, people say, oh, this draft is down. I love this draft. Well, I, I don't know if Debo will be traded during a draft. Um, that's got to happen in the next 48, I would assume. Mm. And I I have no idea what the hell happened where where some difference in Debo's mind became irreconcilable and we've all been sleuthing it out all week long. What are you, what is your two cents on the subject matter? Well, I think the simplest one is he's just making this um, rather garish power play just to get paid by the Niners, and that it's it's all smoke, and that he's throwing a fit, and he's putting messages out, and just he sat there and he watched everybody get paid at his position, and kind of came late in the season, well after Tyreek got paid and Devontae. And he's just throwing a fit, and he all the, all the things are nonsense, and he just wants to be paid, and it's just a good old-fashioned pay-me-wide receiver thing. The other thing is just something deeper, right? it, that, that he sees himself as this other position, and he doesn't like how he's being used. Look, I've heard maybe he doesn't like Trey Lance. I've heard all kinds of things. All I know is that if I'm trading for him and somebody sends the Niners everything not nailed down to get Debo Samuel, I don't want him showing up and saying, I, I'm a wide receiver. I, I, I play the X out there. No, no I want him to play – Debo. Right. I want him to do the whole Debo thing. So if he has some sort of uh, feelings or prerogative that it's his right that I am a classical wide receiver and don't use me up in the backfield, I'm not interested. That's part of the degree of difficulty here because you have to get permission from the 49ers to talk to him because mm-hmm. you do. It's so rare you want to talk to a wide receiver. Um, to acquire him, and the first question isn't you know how much. Um, or that question is how much, it's not about money, it's about how much would you be willing to let us use you at running back because, and it's not because he's not a good wide receiver, he's actually a, a, a very talented wide receiver yep. who's very physical and can run away from people. It's the issue of of how he's used that makes him unique, that makes him Debo, as you pointed out. And that's you'd have to have that conversation, and that's all got to happen and the minute the Niners actually give permission to speak to him, kind of gives up the the play that I think they're going to make, which is call him up Thursday night and go, well, the draft has started, mm-hmm. and you're still with us because we're not giving you up. I, I know you saw Devontae get what he wanted, and you saw Tyreek get yep. what he wanted, but you, what, what we want is what we hope you want now because you're still here, you know? Yeah, I, I've always said that draft picks, draft picks are just scratchers. They're, they're, they're very appealing, and they're fun, and you have a bunch of them, and they feel like money until you start getting the penny out and scratching them off, and, oh, my gosh, this one didn't work, this one didn't work, this one didn't work. Sometimes none of them work. The real players are, are real cash money in your hands. Debo Samuel is a proven star, however expensive you might be. I don't know if any of these guys are going to amount to anything, and that's the fun of the draft is it's not cash. It's the scratcher thing you buy. It's got cool pictures on it. you got all kinds of fun, and a lot of times you end up broke. So, Anybody who could trade anything for Debo, I'm still advocating for. Top 10 pick, I don't care. If you can do it and you can pay him and the Niners say we have no choice, I would do it. Kyle Brandt here on the Rich Eisen Show from Good Morning Football. Smoke him if you got him for the Bears, huh, on Thursday oh my night? Gosh. So, and, and, and you know, if anything from them, I feel like they'll be trading assets. I just think it's, it's – we have Justin Fields and anybody else, come and get them. We yeah. are going a full the, the, the trade – sell, beg, borrow, deal, anything. Uh, the fluce is loose with the head coach, and he's like, just saying, we're going to start this whole thing over. Anybody but Fields. If anything, they'll trade back. If anything, they'll trade players. 
But I wish I could tell you some fiery thing that the Bears are going to do. That was last year, Rich. And I remember sitting at the desk and watching you. You were, you were there at the desk, and the, the Giants logo is the bottom left part of the screen, and just magically it changes to a Bears logo, and all of Chicago exploded. And then uh, I think we just saw him turn into a crash test dummy combined with a rodeo clown for about for six months, and now we're trying to put something around him. Well, what's this, what, what, what about him? What are, your, what are your thoughts on him going into this season? What do you think? Well, candidly, you know, I, I, um, after he was released, I had a text exchange with Matt Nagy after he was let go. Uh-huh. And I thought he was really cool. And I thought he was really magnanimous. And he just said, you know, someday you, maybe you and I can talk about this. But I can tell you this. Justin Field has it. He has everything. He is the real deal. They got the right guy. He will be a star in this league. And went on to explain some things about why it didn't work out. But in, in any, this is a private text. He could have easily said, you know, that guy's a fraud. He should have stayed in college. He loves him. Loves him. And that guy's the guy who had nothing to gain from that. I do think he's the real deal. I just, like, I, I don't even know if he exists in the league. I was in L.A., Rich. His profile is so low because no one watched him last year. I'm sitting in the L.A. hotel, and we're in, you know, the, the one where all the fans are and all the players are. For some reason, I was on the same schedule as Justin Fields. Every time he would come down the elevator, I'd be coming down. Every time I would go up, not a single person in a lobby filled with jersey-wearing guys having beers, looking for autographs, not a single person stopped him. They didn't even recognize him. His profile is so low, and uh, it's a shame because he's unbelievably talented, and I think this year is going to be rough. I really do. The biggest move in March is what? What do you think? Um, you know, it's kind of an under-the-radar one. I, I think I think the Bills adding Vaughn, like, completed the set. This is a, this is a turnkey home. You, you go into this Bills home, and you never have to say, love it, uh, we just got to change the counters and uh, knock out one of those. No, it's set. And they haven't even drafted yet. And, you know, I know a lot of people are projecting that they're going to draft this running back, Brees Hall. That's a luxury item. The Bills are a full team. If they, whatever draft pick they get in the first round – it is one of those screw-it purchases you don't even need in your house, like heated floors in your bathroom. We don't need them, but my wife likes to have her feet warm in the morning, so I'll spend a couple grand and put them in. That's what they'll do with their first-round pick. They, they have the full offense. They have the full defense. They didn't need Vaughn. They don't need Vaughn to win the Super Bowl next year, but they did. And it was just a, oh, why the hell not move. And then I think Brandon Bean just lit up a cigar and said, all right, boys, it's on you. Yeah, I know. I heard Emmanuel Sanders, who I think the world of on uh, yeah. Good Morning Football, talk about how Gabriel Davis is is really, you know, could be the, the one. And that's not a slide against Stephon Diggs. It's just like, look out. Like, the, there there's room for improvement on that offense. There is. And you know? I think the answer to that, too, is look out, is that I don't think Davis is going to be long for the Bills. You know, he will he'll get that money at some point next year. So it's like, this is the year. And Sanders was incredible. I mean, to have somebody He's like great. him who knows everybody, who's been in the big games, who's still so close to his career. I mean, he told this story. You think you've heard all the Josh Allen erotica you could handle about his arm strength <laughs> and the Paul Bunyan stuff. He, he said that Josh Allen throws him a touchdown pass in the playoffs, runs into the end zone, screams in his face, I'm that guy. I am that guy. And I was like, whoa. And Emmanuel was like, I didn't know he had that in him. Like, he is that guy. He is a psychopath. And that's what he's got. 89th overall pick. That's yours, you're announcing, huh, for the Bills in Vegas? I'm that guy, Rich. <laughs> okay, what do you got? Asked, I said yes. Okay. And um, I am suddenly brought to being a fan at home who has watched the draft my entire life. Yes. And I'm going to be standing there in Vegas. And I'm nervous, Rich, about one thing in particular. I know what it is. Can I guess? Um, Can I guess? I gotta, 
stick the kid's name, oh. whoever it is, the pronunciation. Because if you look at somebody, you look at somebody like Pat McAfee, as great as he was, he had the uh, verbal dexterity to stop his, his hype job and yeah. stick the name Bobby Okariki. And it's tough. I've been doing the work. I'm hoping that I get Alabama running back Brian Robinson or UGA <laughs> running back James Cook. However, I am prepared should the Bills with the 89th pick draft Iowa State defensive tackle Ioma Iwazurike. I will be ready for Ioma Iwazurike. Look at you. And I just want to give that kid the respect of his name. You're a professional. You're studying film. I get it. Um, I look, am. Let, <laughs> me, let me work. Let me let me also uh, put your mind at ease. Um, okay. So because I've been around the uh, the backstage block at the draft Tell quite me. a bit, and I have seen the card. I've seen the cards. I've seen how it all works. And um, they have everything already written out, like a big Mad Lib, you know, with a blank pick, this blank team selects blank, Mm -hmm. and that they just basically take a sticker with, or at least they used to do this, with the team name, and then they write down the number on the card, and then everything is phonetically hooked on phonics. All of it. All of it. Because trust me, uh, as much as they want to make sure everybody gets it right, there's one person in particular they want to make sure yeah. is phonetically ready all to go, and that's the commissioner. It's all, like, trust me, and, you know, I love McAfee as much as anybody else. It's not like he knew Okariki off the top of his head. Like, it was pretty much spelled out phonetically, and I'm sure they, they walked him through it. You'll be fine with that. My concern for you yeah. is that uh, the team kind of screws you over and trades out of that round. That's it. that's the thing that uh, you're all hyped, you're ready to go, you're on the clock, and then all of a sudden Belichick swoops in and takes the pick. I doubt the Bills will make that trade, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's my concern. More than you know, I I'll do Good Morning Football Friday morning, then go directly oh to LaGuardia, get on a plane, screech down in Vegas, go directly to the stage with my bag. Oh my God! And hand that. Hopefully. I don't land and find out, oh, Brandon being traded the pick, I should just go right home or shoot, I'll just hit the tables at Bellagio. I, I don't know what I'm going to do, <laughs> but I'm nervous about that too. You didn't get that email about the tables at the Bellagio, Kyle? You didn't get that uh, in your I, inbox? I think they went to spam. I should probably <laughs> check that. I probably should, but... I I'd check know, your spam folder. That spelling sometimes, Rich. It's, yes. I, even that throws me off. There's a bunch of, you know, uh, umlauts and tildes and ampersands. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't read that thing either. I'm so nervous about that I'm going to do this great performance You'll be and great. then butcher the kid's name. But to your point, hopefully there even is a kid and Brandon Bean didn't... Uh, Try some sort of last minute antics. Hey man, just stay overnight and you'll do the you'll do it in the fourth round. That's it. Just stay I, overnight. If they'll have me. I'll be happy to be there. It. it is this. It is the second Bills pick of Friday night. And uh, oh great, you got as it. As I promised the mafia, I, I can't tell them a lot of things, but I can promise it will not be boring. I love it. I look forward to it, Kyle. Always appreciate this call, and I do hope to see you uh, in Vegas. That'll be fun. Give it a give it a ride, Rich. Can't wait to watch it. All right, bud. Right back at you yeah. at Kyle Brandt. Check him out of the Emmy nominated Good Morning Football. I just decided with Schrager and him on the last two days, we can't. You know, it's the elephant in the room. It's the Emmy elephant in the room that we're we're nominated for the same award. Yeah. Best studio show. Best studio daily. show daily. Yes, daily. indeed. Good yeah. Morning Football. Stupendous program. Um, so let's take a break, and so we're remotely on time for Garrett Wilson. Here on the program from the Ohio State, will he be the top 10 pick of the Giants, as I've mocked? Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, rejoining our Peacock and Sirius XM and Odyssey World. And it's time for, before I head off to Vegas for the hosting the NFL Without draft. us. Yes, without you. <laughs> That's correct. You keep saying that. Well, like, I mean, you want to come. We're going to miss you, is all I'm saying. Oh, that's so nice. There's rooms available uh, at the Bellagio. B- yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Joining thought, us here. I just thought we were a team, that's all. On the Rich Eisen Show, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is none other than one of the best wide receivers, if not the top wide receiver on many people's draft boards from the Ohio State, Garrett Wilson. How are you doing, Garrett? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Where are, are you in Vegas already? Yes, sir. So I got here yesterday. So oh, you, you did, huh? Okay. How's it? How's it? What should I expect upon arrival? Is everything uh, good there? What, what do you got? It's not too hot right now. So the weather we got here at a good time. It's not too hot. Um, I'm not. There wasn't too many people walking through the uh, through the strip yesterday. I don't okay. know where you're staying at, but you know, it wasn't too wasn't too busy. So okay. Right. Have you ever been to Vegas before? Is this your first trip to Las Vegas, Nevada, Garrett Wilson? This is this is not. This is not. <laughs> no. Okay. Now the way you answered it makes it seem like you are uh, you are um, using the old axiom of what happens in Vegas stays there. Is that uh, an appropriate way for me to uh, read what you just put down, Garrett? No, just to get rid of all doubt. I was actually here for a uh, AAU basketball tournament, so they they have a big tournament here every summer. I, I would come. I think I've been here three or four times. Um, but yeah, playing in a basketball tournament at I think it was at Gorman. It would be all throughout the. Uh, all throughout the uh, the area. Okay, so what's your hoops game like? Um, back then it was a whole lot better. It was a whole lot better a little bit back then. But uh, right now I'm more of a spider. I'm trying to get to the rim. I'm trying to I'm trying to punish anyone that's standing around the rim. That's how I'm doing. Oh, right now. oh, okay, no, okay. I don't have any handles right now. I can't shoot. So I lost that in high school. But besides that, I'm I'm all right. Well, I think you are all right. I think everything's. I think you've chosen the proper sport for yourself. Um, so, when did things begin to click for you as a wide receiver? Do you remember that moment where you're like, "Okay, I think I'm, I think I can do this to a very high level." Did that moment happen for you, Garrett? Uh, I, I would say ele- I would say eleventh grade. 
is when I, I really started to, you know, feel good about receivers. So I was, a, I, I was always a good football player. I played quarterback growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and receiver, I would say, you know, I, it took me a little while to just stop trying to just out athletic people and, and really start to use some skills. So I would, I would say, um, I would say, tenth grade going into eleventh grade is when I finally started, you know, really, really getting in, starting to run, run good routes and everything. Okay, um, and uh, I know you were, you went to high school in Texas, correct, in Austin, right? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. did uh, the Longhorns knock on your door at any point in time? They did, yes, sir. Okay. Um, uh, what 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 happened? How come you didn't go there? Yeah, you know, Texas Texas had had a few down years at that point. Um, I was from Austin, but it, you know, it wasn't like they they came and started recruiting me early. You know, tried to get in on me early. I mean, they kind of came with, um, you know, the rest of the pack of, of schools that came and recruited me. And um, you know, when I went up to Ohio State and did that visit, you know, it, it just was. It was Coach Meyer and Coach Day at the time. And, um, you know, the relationship there was was just really special. It wasn't it wasn't like something I had anywhere else at that time. So, uh, and you know, pl- that, was, that was the thought behind my decision. Plus, it's is it true you were born in Columbus, Ohio, Garrett Wilson? Uh, I was actually born in born in Chicago, but I, I grew up in Columbus. Yes, sir. Okay, damn it! You know that damn Wikipedia. So <laughs> you are not born in Columbus, Ohio. You were born in Chicago. What, so okay, so I guess in a way you're coming home to your roots when you went back to Ohio State, right? Yes, sir. Most okay. definitely. All right. So and so Urban Meyer was the one who walked into your living room back in the day. It was uh, him, Coach Day. Yes, sir. All right. And so, at what point did they did they sell you on going to Ohio State? What what uh, happened? Honestly, it, it was kind of early. I I took my first visit up there and I was silently committed and uh. You know, I kind of already committed to a, a different official visit, so I took that one as well. Um, but, you know, I, I was suddenly committed for a while. And, um, you know, I mean, Coach Meyer, he, he, he did a great job recruiting me. You know, it was, it was it was never really in doubt, I felt like. You know, I felt like he kind of always knew that I was going to be a Buckeye. So. Garrett Wilson here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, so which of the uh, many Ohio State receivers that are in the NFL have you had a connection with? Garrett Wilson. Yes, I would say I would say uh, Terry, Ben Vick, KJ Hill are the ones that um, you know I'm closest with. So I played with KJ Hill and Benjamin Victor. Yep. Um, KJ's with the Chargers. Ben's with the uh, the Ravens right now. And then Terry, you know, does a great job of of, you know talking to the young guys when we came in. So he had just graduated when I got there, but uh, you know he, he still was around the program a lot. You know, always comes around and. And drops knowledge on the young guys. What, sure. what about Chris Carter? You've never heard from Chris. Has Chris ever reached oh, out to you? You know, more, more. He, he, I think he's came around one time, um, but you know, I've, I've heard from him a few times on Twitter. Um, he's always supported me. You know, ever since the day I committed to Ohio State, actually. So yeah, he's Mister Ohio State. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. All right. So where do you think you're going? Give me an idea. What do you think, Garrett? Where do you think you're going? Um, as far as, where do I think I'm going? Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't say. I don't know. I don't know. I know as well as as anyone else knows. You know, I kind of um, just do my visits and and you know put my best foot forward. Um, you know, I feel like I, I did a good job um, finishing out my pro day the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, from then it's kind of just been out of my control. I I, I just um, have been going through day by day and trying not to worry about, it, trying not to think about it too much. You know, it's a blessing to be here. I just kind of. You know, looking at it, I'm going to the NFL, and wherever I end up, it'll be a blessing. So where did you visit then? Let me try and suss it out for you. Where did you visit, okay. Garrett Wilson? <laughs> I visited uh, Washington, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Um, okay. Both the New York, or yeah, New York Jets. Um, what about the Giants? Not the Giants. Not the Giants. What's their malfunction? Um, okay. All right. Maybe they're trying I'll, to. Maybe, they're, with, who else? And then Lions, and uh, there's one more. Um, Lions and Carolina. There it is. Carolina. Would you have a problem playing your pro f- uh, football in the state of Michigan, Garrett? No, no. You know, I, uh, I can, I can. You know, the rivalry is only, only you know, week twelve of, of each season, or week what is it, week thirteen? You know, one of those weeks. Um, you know, we live it out through always. You know, I don't, I don't really like the team up north, but as far as Detroit, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta help the. I gotta help my team out, and if I was in Detroit, you know that that doesn't change anything. You know, yeah, but what, what 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 state is Detroit in, Garrett? What state is Detroit in? Ah, uh, I forget. I, I I can never really get it. <laughs> I, don't I don't remember. I just I just know Detroit. I mean, you know, if you do play there, Garrett, you're gonna have to write your name and address down somewhere. Like, you're not gonna like put a red X on your on on your paperwork, are you? So what you gonna do? You know what? So if it was game week, I would, I would, I would actually would put a red X and just put MI. But um, you know, throughout okay. the rest of the week, it's gonna be it's MI. You know? So um, as long as I don't have to write it out fully, I'm all right. But you know, the red X would would uh would happen during game week. Oh my goodness gracious! So is that part of the reason why you're doing Old Spice? Because there's no M in Old Spice. <laughs> is that part of the reason why you're hooked up with them, Gareth? You could say that. Okay. You could say that. What are you doing with them, with Old Spice? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, the big thing I'm doing is working with them throughout this draft week, and it's a great product. You know, it's a product I've been using since since I was, you know, five years old, six years old, since I started using deodorant. You know, no one had to, had to you know, sell me on anything. I love the product. And, um, you know, they got this new great product, Old Spice Sweat Defense Dry Spray, which gives me 24-7 sweat protection with daily use so I can concentrate on learning my new playbook. I'm not worried about my hygiene. Okay. Um, you know, being a player, that's huge for you. Uh, well, listen, Garrett, I've, I've seen you play. Um, you know, you've disappointed me on occasion with your play on certain Novembers. Um, and um, I know you play like a grown-ass man, but you used deodorant when you were six? I mean, come on. <laughs> wow. That's impressive, Garrett. <laughs> I mean, you know what? That might have that might have been a little bit over. <laughs> when I started using deodorant, I think it was like eight or nine. Okay, so oh, I really okay. Don't recall. All right, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good call out. Good you know, I mean, it's. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay, so um, a team gets what when they get Garrett Wilson? Who do they get with Garrett Wilson? Uh, Garrett. A really, a really passionate player, a, a really passionate teammate, and and someone that uh you know takes a lot of pride in in, in winning every rep. Um, you know, I feel like that's the player they're getting. So, you know, someone that treats the the, C, the CEO and the janitor the same. Um, you know, I feel like I'll bring that all to the table when I when I get on a new team here on Thursday. Okay, who's with you in Vegas? Who's part of your um, your group? Family of seven. Look, family of seven is is here. Your family of seven. Okay, so yes, who, who who's in the family of seven? Who do you have? Yeah, so I have three older brothers, um, starting with Shay, wow. Cameron, and Donovan. They'll all be here. Um, and a little sister who goes to Ohio State as well, Sydney. Uh, I got two friends from high school coming up as well. And then my girlfriend is also coming up, who's also uh, enrolled at Ohio State. So 
it'll be it'll be a great week. I'm really excited. Okay. Now, when you say Ohio State, which Ohio State is that? Because I, I I get confused. Um, you know what? It's D. Oh, <laughs> my bad. I thought it was an Ohio State. My bad. You know, I just didn't know where the Ohio no, State was. Oh my gosh. No, I I know you went to team up north. You know. <laughs> I know y'all got the bragger right for these, you know, these 365. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm oh, I'm sitting up in my chair right now, Garrett. That's for sure. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I just, again, I have no problem saying Ohio State. I don't have a problem writing the letter. I'm, I'm cool with it. I just don't understand this whole team up north thing and can't write the letter M and, you know, it. Yeah, I, I I hope Detroit chooses you not only because you'd be a second overall selection, which would be an incredible honor, but I would love to just just have you wind up in the state of Michigan. That would be awesome. That would be great. I would love that. <laughs> no, it's a great see. state. All, all jokes aside, it is a great state. I've been okay. up there a few times. Terrific. Great. Yeah. No, so I, would, I know. I would love to end up in Detroit. Garrett, congratulations on an incredible career at the Ohio State in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and uh, and I look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas. Good luck, and let's 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 connect again um, as as we go along with your professional career. I'd appreciate it. No, that sounds awesome. Thank you, Mister Eisen. Oh, oh, Rich, no, Rich, no, hold on a second. No, 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 Rich, it's Rich. I mean, I'm uh, that's honestly, yeah, please. You and I can. We, we, it's Rich. You know, uh, I appreciate that, Rich. Or 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 or. Based on last November, your father. <laughs> wow. Wow. Is that, too, is that wrong? Well, you didn't play in the you game. Said that before I declared for the draft, I would have came back. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style, Garrett Wilson. I like it. I like it. I'll see you in Vegas, sir. Thanks again. Appreciate it. You got this, Garrett Wilson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> daddy and what is that do? too soon? Is it too soon? I mean, it was aggressive. <laughs> I'm here for it, though. <laughs> well, I like him. Mr. Are the Eisen. Giants doing it? Maybe should I redo my mock? The Giants didn't have him in, or are they doing it like an okey-doke? They don't, want, they don't want to show their hand? I was happy to hear that. I don't, I don't need him on the Giants. Is that what that could be? Like, they don't want to show their hand? Why the hell wouldn't they want Garrett Wilson? What are we doing? Oh, they don't need to? The eye in the sky doesn't lie? They've got a lot of other problems yeah, I mean, that need, I don't know. That need addressed. Uh, they address it in, in pick five. I'm just hoping the worst for their draft, to be honest. I mean, just keeping it real. By the way, I know this draft isn't a quarterback draft. I mean, Daniel if, Jones wants Garrett but, Wilson. No, no, but if you, <laughs> if you have a quarterback already, and I know you could sit there and say if, if, if uh, you know, Daniel Jones is your quarterback or not. He's the quarterback of the Giants for the moment. Yeah. And they're going to have a week after the draft. they got to choose to pick up his fifth-year option. I bet you they won't. I bet you they won't. They're going to no. make him play this thing out. And um, if he's dynamite and terrific and he finally takes that incredible next step forward because they should at pick five get someone to protect him on his, on his backside. And a terrific player at that. I chose Evan Neal for the Giants. You're here, and he might go number one overall, so he might not be there. But the reason why I bring all this up is if you think Daniel Jones is your guy, right? Go get go go get him. Go get him, Garrett Wilson. Worked for Joe Burrow last year. Yeah, it did. And you can get him the protector two picks before. And I know what we're saying about this draft. 
not a bad draft to have two of your top ten, two in the top ten. Not a bad draft mm-hmm. to have two in your top ten. You're going to get yourself some really terrific, talented players at some very important positions like corner or defensive end or a skill position. My my apologies to the offensive lineman I just slagged in a way. The Jets have two and the Giants have got two. Not bad. Unless they screw something up. How are you going to screw it up? I mean, honestly. How? Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, hold on a second. Possible. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it's very in, possible. In, in all honesty here, okay, my mock draft, you know, what? what I'll, I'll probably crumple it up. I'll bring it with me to um, the set in Vegas. Because if I get should. it correct, if I get it right, I will be holding yeah, it up. Yeah, you're going to laminate okay. it. Hold everything. it up, right? Hold it up like <laughs> Dion scoring from the 30-yard line. Right? But... The 10 names that I have here, Aiden Hutchinson, Trevon Walker, Jermaine Johnson II, Sauce Gardner, Evan Neal, Icky Aquano, Garrett Wilson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Derek Stingley Jr., Drake London. Clearly, you can't say every single one of these players is going to have a dynamite career. But these guys are, and I didn't even include Kyle Hamilton in this mix or Charles Cross. These are all players I think that anybody would agree is a top 10 pick in an NFL draft without a quarterback in it. Yeah, And that's why Daniel Jeremiah said yesterday he's waking up to texts from general managers who already have the quarterback position handled saying, tell me how many quarterbacks going in the top 10 and please tell me it's a lot. Because they want all these names pushed down to them. Mm-hmm. Every single quarterback that's chosen in the top 10 means one of these names is not read out. And if you're, say, Minnesota, and you could again say, well, their quarterback situation isn't handled, in their mind it is, for at least this year, for Kirk Cousins, you're sitting there at 12, you're Minnesota, you're sitting there at 14 for the Ravens, you want one of these names pushed down by two or three quarterbacks taken of teams that might panic and go get one. That's why I think, you know, Kyle's saying this is an interesting draft, and it's not just us at NFL Network or anywhere else like ESPN where we want you to watch. Of course we do. It's not lip service. This, this This is intriguing in its own right, certainly since we saw five quarterbacks go in the first round last year. That's not usually going to happen. Certainly not the first three. So I enjoyed that, Garrett Wilson. I like when players come on and chop it up. Yeah. And certainly allow me to call them their daddy. Well, you like wow. them better, especially after they leave the Ohio State. That's when you he really... said he wants to come. He was going to come back and if he... play his <laughs> eligibility. Yeah. Good thing you didn't say that beforehand. Beforehand what? Before November last year? Well, he said if you would have said it while he was still there, he would have came back. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist that. Sometimes you know it. <laughs> I didn't Wait see until you going the very there. end, too. Savvy veteran move. Right after you say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. After he called him yeah, dad. That's one of those, Mike. Me. You don't need to pick up the phone and say, "Hey, thank you." Just like when I call, when I when I totally insult a guest on the way out the door, you could you don't have to say thanks for coming on. I, they, I my, you know, they appreciate Mike, that sort of I thing. Like you like doing that. You like yeah. doing that. Yeah, I like You're doing good man, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. <laughs> they like it. Hey, hang on a couple minutes with me. All right. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up the show and uh, talk to Del Tufo. Oh, why not? I don't know. Why not. All right. Well, we're back with uh, more on uh, set up the rest of the week in a moment. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, uh, so dumb, it's criminal. Is with the new show with Snoop Dogg. Snoop and a panel of comedians roast hilarious crime fails caught on camera. <laughs> Stream the original series now. You go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. So dumb, it's criminal. Um, have you done anything that would make this show with Del Tufo? Oh, Mikey, uh-oh. We don't want to do go that one. We don't we want to go with that one? We don't even want to walk uh, on that. talk, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, right, Brockman let's... and TJ can tell you. Uh, <laughs> all right, go, going out the door here for this draft, um, you know, I, it was interesting. Kyle Brandt said that this this draft, could, the story of it is that it's unpredictable. We've heard that from a few people. Right. Um, to me, the story of this draft is is the quarterbacks. Every, every draft is, is about the quarterbacks. Every draft is about the quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven league. It's a quarterback-driven league. And thus, the draft is always driven by quarterbacks. And you could say, what are you talking about, Rich? Your top 10 doesn't even have one. Yes, that's yeah, correct. And that's the point. That's the point. Right. Normally, it's filled with them. And I guess if we were doing a what's more likely, Chris, if I had to ask of what's more likely about this draft, what's more likely that there are no quarterbacks taken in the top 10 or there are three quarterbacks taken in the first round. And the answer to that would be, I think both's going to happen. If I had to predict, I would say there's three quarterbacks taken in the first round and there'll be none in the top 10 because you'll see teams trade back in to get that fifth year of contractual control. Again, the Chiefs have two First round picks, 29th and 30th. If one of these quarterbacks like Corral or Howell or Ritter or Willis is still on the board or Pickett is still on the board, who's not coming in and calling Brett Veach up and say, let's talk. We'll take 29, we'll take 30 because it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? If I'm the Chiefs, I'll give up 30 and you'll take 30 because – it's as good as 29. It's not like the Chiefs are going to use the 29th pick on the quarterback you want, right? The Bengals at 31. Why wouldn't the Bengals say, okay, we got our quarterback. You want to come in? We'll take more picks. Mm-hmm. There's the Lions at 32, and you've got to go before the Lions at 32 because the Lions at 32 are going to prop, might pull yeah, the trigger yeah, they on might it. take one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think that's going to happen. That'd be a nice Spencer Ritter. Uh... Because uh, that's we we we've kind of dig him. We like him, yeah. you know. We're we're of that mindset of right. right. We're also of the mindset that he's he's won, right? You've heard we heard from Sauce Gardner in the, in the sure. first in the first yeah, yeah, hour yeah. of the show. It's another reason why to love Sauce Gardner is the guy's a winner. He's part of a program that's won. Now, the team that could bust this whole thing of definitely not going to be a top ten quarterback. The team that could bust it up is Carolina. Now, Carolina's an interesting scenario here because 
they have the sixth overall selection, which might be too high for one of these folks. And they don't have the option of using any draft capital for this year to get back into the first round. Because their next pick after the sixth overall pick is not until round four. Ooh. Smoke them if you got them. No seconds, no thirds after their pick, the second over, sixth overall pick. Carolina's next pick isn't until round four. All the way, it's a compensatory pick, 137th overall. So it's not even a high fourth rounder. Their fourth rounder, 111th overall, um, belongs to the Jets. That's probably the Sam Darnold trade, if I had to guess. So what's Carolina going to do? If they like the guy, they got to use him at six. They can use draft capital from next year to get back into the first round this year. That's possible. So Scott Fitterer, their general manager, was asked this question uh, about the quarterback situation. And my colleague Cameron Wolf tweeted about it, saying that they like a couple quarterbacks that would feel comfortable taking at number six. He also noted there's three or four teams he's heard from that are serious about trading up to six. I don't know if it's for a quarterback. <laughs> and they, 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 they probably would like to trade out of six. They need more. Like, I just more told picks. you. Unless you don't F them picks. Yeah, yeah but if you could trade out a six, move yeah. down in the first round and pick up a third, I think you do that. Can you put that back up there one more time, Chris? Because uh, I mean, Mike, because there's a, a another line as well at the last part of that that's interesting. Panthers would love to get more picks and trade back if their must-have prospects are gone. I don't know who's their must-have prospects that could be gone because I I think they'll take an offensive lineman if they're available. That's who I'm putting in my mock, a defensive end like. Is Kayvon Thibodeau not one of their must-have prospects? Is Charles Cross not one of, have, one of their must-have prospects? I don't know who would be gone after 5-6. So just, just some food for thought. I asked Jack Andrade, my uh, NFL Network research colleague, who will be next to me at the draft off camera. I asked him, I want the, the longest it's gone, drafts have gone without a quarterback being taken. Top 5, top 10, top 15. The last time none were in the top 5, 10, or 15 in a draft was 2013 when E.J. Manuel was the first off the board at 16, which is not the best indication of how good the quarterback draft is going to be this year if that's how long it goes. That may be a fair or unfair assumption. That's up to you. None in the top 20. The last time there were none in the top 20. 1997. There were none in the top 25 that year. Steve Mariucci finally ended that streak by taking good old Jim Drunkenmiller. Drunkenmiller, pardon me. I'm a little Drunkenmiller myself. Uh, 26th overall. The last time none were in the first round, 1996, when Tony Banks went to the Rams in the second round, 42nd overall. The longest it's ever been for a quarterback to be selected in the draft. Could you imagine if this happens here? 76th overall in the third round when the Colts took Chris Chandler in 1988 then. Those are your benchmarks for a a draft that we've been talking about for months that is not a quarterback draft and might not have one taken at the top. Of course, the Chris Brockman, TJ Jefferson, (laughs) Randolph and Mortimer Duke bet times 20. (laughs) 
as to whether Kenny Pickett's a top five pick in this year's draft. We'll get the answer to that in a couple of days. Brockman says yes. Top TJ five said no. I think you're going to get the twenty bucks, TJ. I'm thinking so. And it's in terms of you know whether the picks matter or not. I guess we'll find out one day. You know the um, the Rams don't pick until a hundred and fourth overall. Oh my goodness! Third round. It's the second comp pick that they got for the Lions hiring Brad Holmes as the general manager last year. The longest a defending Super Bowl champ has ever gone without selecting a pick in the NFL draft was your 2017 New England Patriots, Chris, when they took Derek Rivers 83rd overall. That's the latest pick by the reigning Super Bowl champs ever. Just food for thought as I head out the door. Ryan Leaf will take you the rest of the way, but I'll be calling in and checking in.